Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. I'm just seeing something here for the first time. Forgive me if Christine had this in SportsCenter a moment ago. I was busy talking to Bubba about something else. But 22 minutes ago, did you see the story about Ronnie, Riley Leonard? Notre Dame? Yes. That hurts my feelings. But by the way, yes, he is Notre Because Dame he left Duke. Okay, yes. so, so he, he, here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, Riley Leonard, who has been the quarterback at Duke, uh, when, when Daniel Jones was coming out in the draft, Everyone was saying, who is this, who is this, who is this? And I'm here to tell you, no one who went to Northwestern was asking that question Mm. because we play Duke every year. And so I saw a lot of Daniel Jones in college, and I told you he was going to be really good. I told you he was much more athletic than people realized and all of that. Here's what I'm going to tell you right now. Riley Leonard, who I just got news is going to Notre Dame, is better than Daniel Mm -hmm. Jones. So Notre Dame just got a genuinely good quarterback. This kid is big. He he runs like Daniel Jones, but he's bigger, physical, big arm. Notre Dame just got themselves a really good quarterback and remember his name in next year's draft. Look, I I think the kid is a stud. I mean, if it weren't for injuries, I think Duke would have been a lot better. Obviously, when you have a decision with Mike Elko leaving, going to Texas A&M, I think it made the decision very easy for him. Yeah. But he is a next-level caliber player. And when you actually – have you seen him up close in person? He's huge, right? He's massive. Yeah. He's massive. And a lot of times I think I see players on TV, you're like, all right, when you see them up close in person, they might be small. Like Kyler Murray is a tiny little person. Yeah. I tower over him. Riley Leonard is tall and strong and fast. Yeah. Uh, as one of the best college athletes literally of all time, I'm very curious what your perspective is on – de facto free agency that this has become. I mean, Riley Leonard presumably is making millions of dollars to play quarterback for Notre Dame next year, being able to transfer from Duke in order to do so. How does that make you feel as someone who 20 years ago was, was doing this kind of thing on the, on the hardwood? I mean, I get frustrated by it, but at the same time, like, I'm, I'm okay for it. I mean, it, it's, it's free market value for all these players. That actually... Transfer portal, you like it or don't like it? <sighs> I like it that players can get compensated. I think the unfortunate part is – it's hard for coaches to hold young people accountable anymore. So, 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 uh, transfer portal and paid are two different things, right? Yes. I, I, to some degree, they're the free same free agency thing. is transfer portal to me. Th- th- fair enough. So, my, my point is, we had the Heisman the other night. We had four finalists. Three of them were transfers, mm-hmm. right? Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels, and whom I forget it, Bo Nix. Yep, were all transfers, and here they were. They had three of the four best seasons of anybody in college football. This after everyone, everyone who is in a position of power and authority had spent my whole life saying, oh, you can't have that. You can't let kids transfer and go to school wherever they want. It'll ruin the sport. It'll be the end of the sport. Doesn't look like it's the end of the sport to me. What, what do you think, forgetting the paying part of it for a minute, what do you think of the, the, the basically un, um, unabated player movement? I like it for the players. I hate it for the universities. Um, and I, it's hard because, you know, Greeny, when I go on the road and I do college basketball games or when I go and I watch game day for college football, I literally see coaches without saying names who are recruiting kids on the opposing teams that they're playing against. 
Like that's how it's working. Mm-hmm. It's like you're always you're recruiting the kids on your team at the beginning, middle, and end of your season, not just at the end of the year. So it's it's almost like you're an active CEO constantly. I think we need to move towards guaranteed contracts. What I think does we that need. Mean? To, Mike Greenberg has signed with the Jay Williams University for three years guaranteed, and there, there's some kind mm. of penalty if you decide to leave. And I'm committed to you. You're committed to me. It's the only way I see fulfilling commitment. I mean, Charlie Baker's what if already the coach mo- leaves. If the coach leaves, then you're allowed to go to a different place. See, that's the thing. Hmm. It is is we're restricting. I hear what you're saying, and I know where your heart is coming. Anybody who knows Jay knows. I mean, you, you, you are, first of all, you are more business-minded than practically any other former athlete I've ever known. And B, you're on the player's side first, and yes. fo- first, last, and always. But my issue with this has always been, well, what coaches sign contracts. They ignore them mm-hmm. <laughs> left and right, right? Every team that makes a good, every Cinderella that makes a run to the Sweet 16 of the tournament, that guy's coach is, is going to be the next coach of Arkansas or somewhere like that next year. And the players get left behind. I mean, to me, I have a little bit of a good for the goose, good for the gander feel about this. Don't you think we're moving towards one conference ultimately? Don't you think we're moving towards one power conference? Don't you think there's going to be a salary cap? Doesn't there have to be a salary cap? I don't know. It, I mean, you tell me, why does there have to be a salary cap? Is there is there... Is there a, a set amount? Is there a fixed amount of revenue? Like, th- there's a salary cap in the NBA and the NFL because they got together as sides, right? The owners and the players. Well, you need sides. You need sides because there's well, only one side right now. Well, we that's have kind no of the sides. Problem. That's my yes. point. And everyone's making a different amount of money. Well, here, here's a part of the issue is that, you know, same way for Notre Dame or NIL, it's like it's about collectives, right? You know, like I, I know certain schools have over 30 collectives. There's no way of governing the collectives. So you have random people that are coming in, infiltrating these kids' lives, throwing random money and, and doing these arbitrage, like, you know, deals, NIL deals, and with arbitrary money. So Bubba, what did you just say? I just said the Mahomes is on your screen. Oh. So Bubba <laughs> just interrupted this conversation. Let's all just take a step That's back tremendous. and analyze what oh, just happened. For the record, Bubba. I didn't interrupt it. We are, we are heavily into... A very serious, pretty good back-and-forth conversation with a little tension and dynamic energy. Yeah. And in my ear, I can barely hear what right. he's saying in your anywhere. ear. I didn't, I didn't interrupt anything. I hear Bubba go, that's what I hear. So I'm assuming well, he's got fix, something fix he wants to say on the air. And what he actually was telling me in that instant was that the Patrick Mahomes soundbite that I told him I want, that I'm obviously not getting to in the next minute or so, because we're in the middle of an entirely other conversation. He felt the need to tell me that in that second. That's producing, baby. What do you think, Bubba? I mean, yeah, how do you explain I, that? I mean, I think you have an ear problem is the issue here. I, You said you wanted sound. <laughs> I talked to you specifically. I didn't bring it up. I didn't tell the whole rest. Jay didn't know. I didn't hear you in my exactly, ear, Bubba. because Jay was talking. Hembo was listening. I just told you separately, hey, Mahomes is on your screen. Mm-hmm. The fact you didn't hear it, I think you got to fix your ears, your headset. Something else is going on. I didn't disrupt the show at all until you decide to let the world know that you have a problem with your headset. So I, I don't know what's going on. I'm just trying to be a quality producer. Here you asked for a home sound. I got it for you. Here we go. I just want to tell you, as an elite scoring guard and as mm. himbo, an elite shooter whose yeah. hands are always ready, it's not my job to look at the coach to translate the plays, Greeny. That's right. your job. I understood, and and yet somehow I think if there's one thing we can all agree upon, it's that this was Bubba's fault. Having said all of that, what, what, what college sports will never be the same again. That's that's true of a lot of things right now. Professional golf, which is my favorite mm-hmm. sport. 
will never be the same again. John Rom. I don't know what it is going to eventually become. It's, it's going to become something totally different very soon, and then it will, it will eventually find a new normal, and I don't know what that's going to be or when they're going to get there, but it will definitely not be what it has historically been. College sports will never be what they have historically been. And my point is, we've had all of these naysayers, all these people pr- projecting doom People will never be into the sport anymore if, if, if they know that their quarterback wrong. is getting paid a million dollars. They couldn't be more wrong. Ask the Florida State fans how much they care that Keon Coleman was getting paid whatever he was getting paid to play last year. All we did was hear from them because their team got left out of this. It hasn't impacted people one iota in and their interest. Well, let me ask you a question. Go. If you're Jordan Travis, okay, yeah. and you are Florida State, right? And there is a private equity company out there called Sixth Street Capital okay. that is working with J.P. Morgan Chase to raise $250 million right. to get Florida State out of the ACC because of our deal, ESPN, with them until 2036. And the revenue goes up 2 to 3x, Greeny. Are you going to tell me that if you're Jordan Travis, if you're coming back for another year, you're going to be a face of Florida State football, you're not entitled to some kind of rev share? Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the opposite of that's that. It, that well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Are we moving towards a super PAC? And if you're moving towards a super PAC, there's going to have to be a rev share. There's going to have to be a union. There's going to have to be a voice for the players to represent them in the union. And we're going to talk about these multi-billion dollar deals that are happening. That's the only way this will ever be organized yes. one way or another, Hembo, because what we have right now is the wild, wild west. It is disorganized. I don't personally think it's hurting anybody, but the question is, are everyone's interests being reasonably represented? No, not right now. Uh, But these things take so long to happen, Um, perhaps much longer than next year or the year after. Like, we didn't have a professional union in any sport (laughs) until 1968, right? The reserve clause ruled the day, especially in baseball. We know the Kurt Flood story. I mean, they played baseball for 90 years before that happened. People aren't going to... People aren't going to give up power willingly ever. And that's the process that we are in right now. These things are going to probably continue to move at a glacial pace. And so for the next few years, it's going to be the people that can grab the most stuff that are going to benefit the most until we get our guardrails in place. But that's inevitably going to have to take some time. All right. You can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. I'm sorry I sidetracked us there, but I just seen that Wiley Leonard story, and I'm here to tell you that kid is a really good player and Jay I hadn't put it together in my head but you obviously would know that as well let me very quickly before I lose Jay get back to what I had said right before the end of the hour Charles Barkley once told me Hmm. that the person who made him the player he eventually became that the Hall of Famer that he is was Moses Malone that when Barkley got drafted to Philadelphia he Barkley thought He was doing everything he could to be the best player he could be. And one day, Moses Malone, the legend, pulled him aside. If you you talk to Charles, he'll give you the story in great color. Um, But but, uh, pulled him aside somewhat aggressively and said, you're not in shape. And Charles was like, what are you talking about? And, And Moses said, you're not in shape. You could be one of the best players in this league, and you are not giving it everything that it takes. And Barkley, to his credit took that from Moses Hmm. and made himself into what he is, which is one of the greatest players that ever lived. I say this because while there are some out there who were saying Charles and Shaq being all over uh, Zion and his weight and everything else the way they are, oh, that's mean, all that kind of stuff, I genuinely don't think they mean it that way. I don't think they're trying to take cheap shots. 
I think Charles is trying to pass along. Now, you might say, should he be doing this privately, whatever it is, but who knows who's listening to who? Charles has a, has a, has a bully pulpit. He has as loud a voice as there is in sports media today, maybe as there's ever been. And he's basically saying to Zion, you're not doing everything it takes to be one of the all-time greats. I think Charles is doing what Moses Malone did to him. Well, look, I, I know Charles Barkley. I've known him for a whole part of my life. He's one of the most caring individuals yes, there are is. out there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about a guy who just fl- jump on a plane and come to a random charity event for you and help you support mm-hmm. a good cause. So two things that I learned, you know, being drafted high, playing a short stint in the league, but being around certain individuals my whole life. Obviously, mm-hmm. I've been very close to Kobe. Another guy I was close with, Michael Finley, he played with the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the epitome of a pro. Mike Finley would always talk about, and I never got to my second contract, but he would say, you know, for, most players think that the test starts when you, like, you get your con- like when you're trying to get your contract, right? You're in that first contract, you're trying to get to your extension, or you're trying to get to that big contract. The real test starts for you when you get the contract because then you show who you are. Mm. Are you a fat cat or are you a person that actually loves the game so much that it doesn't matter how much money anybody pays you, mm-hmm. I am going to rip your heart out. Now, I've said this last year and I'm going to say it again. Greeny, I've heard multiple people around the organization, not saying names, all right, not Trajan Langdon. Because most people just associate Trajan Langdon to Duke that, not Trajan Langdon. Talk about, they question whether Zion really loves the game. Right. Nobody questions if he's talented enough to be spectacular. But love and that dedication to the details will tell you if he can sustain by putting his body in the best possible position to be that 25 and 15 every night. You know, when I watch Anthony Davis get 41 and 20 and 5, it was like the first player since Wilt Chamberlain to get that number since 1971. I'm like, Zion should be doing that every other night. Mm -hmm. My God, his body's built for that. That's who that dude is. But does he love the game enough to be that different? Well, that's the point. And I used to bring this up on the old show all the time. Would you, do you have a job that you would continue to do if you didn't need the money? Like, if you didn't need the money, would you continue to do your job? Most people would say no. The average human being would say no. And even some people who have jobs that we would consider to be dream jobs might feel that way. Anyway, I got to run on to last thing. I say, Go, last thought. Money and fame and women, those are very challenging things for young adults who, who come into it. Yep, and, and so maybe I'll, I'll that's what that. we're seeing. You're the man. Good to you see you, Jay, brother. as always. always. We'll come back. We're talking about the most unusual contract in the history of sports and what it means right after this on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't go anywhere because you are going to hear the worst thing in the history of radio. Hembo is going to have to pay off losing the Eagles-Cowboys by singing the Creed song, Higher. Chosen for reasons known only to him, it's an impossibly hard song to sing. Yesterday, Cam sang a very reasonable song, Rhinestone Cowboy. There's no reason that a, a reasonable song could not have been chosen for you. Instead, you had to select something that, like, Placido Domingo would have a hard time saying. This is not on me. But Bubba is the one who won the wager. and cr- he, 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 You decreed this. Oh, no, no, I don't mean that uh, to be a pun. <laughs> that was good. You, 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 you said that's the song and that's it, no ifs, ands, or buts? Well, I mean, Hembo could have just sang the song yesterday with Cam, but when that would have been fine. But, but because he, the Cowboys won by 20 points and because we have the Bristol-New York dilemma, we decided it would be a worthwhile payoff if Cam did his own and I did my own. And because this song is now so synonymous with the Cowboys, this is my lot in life. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, it, it works out for everyone except for Hembo. I'm <laughs> I mean, excited. I, we're all excited and thrilled about it, but... <laughs> as Cam sang it great yesterday. Yeah, he's he did a great, great job. Cam's good. And Hembo... we start a band. Hembo's not even a good talker. Like, he's not good at talking, so I can't even fathom how Hembo, bad he's going to be at singing. I mean, we, Hembo's going to nail it. I got confidence. Historically, oh, we have the... When Nick, no chance. When Nick sang on Mike and Mike, that's historically the worst it's ever been. Seth. I no, think, it was Seth. Well, both of them together. Yeah. Yeah. That this, was the this, worst it's ever been. This might be worse. I'm, I'm actually worried about it. I think this. he's got it. Because oh, I'm going to try to do, like, the gravel, like, voice, too. This like, is going to be I'm really bad. I'm going all the way in, Greeny. Cam, All the way. Cam, I can't begin to tell you how wrong you are. This, this is, is not going to be all right. Hembo doesn't have it. Whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, Hembo definitely doesn't have it. You've heard him sing past the point of no return before. He nails that too. That's a good point. The last time that I sang on this show, I heard from problem. the estate of Andrew Lloyd Webber. You, you, mind you. you. You might hear from that again. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. He's going to say, I take it back. Anyway, Get this guy off the air. Uh, let me give you 30 seconds on Vivid Seats. Bowl season, basketball, hockey, and pro football are in action and vivid seats has it all for you and your ticket gifting needs this holiday season see every one time or every touchdown every slam dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats plus with vivid seats rewards you earn rewards with every purchase they're here for us fans offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades free tickets annual birthday discounts and more visit vividseats.com or download the app today vivid seats the official ticketing partner of espn okay before we get to the singing the Shohei Otani story continues to take one strange turn after another. 
So first, there were the erroneous reports that he was going to Toronto. Then the news comes out that his contract is $700 million. And then yesterday, the news comes out that 680 of the $700 million is deferred. He will be getting paid $2 million a year over the life of this actual contract. So, Hembo, for those who just saw that yesterday and don't know any other details, what should they know? They should know that the reason that the Dodgers did this and the reason that Otani wanted the Dodgers to do this is because it enables them to pay less money annually in what is called the competitive balance tax. And so rather than a $70 million hit every single year, which is a bill that will obviously rack up very quickly, it will only be about $46 million, which, I mean, of course, only is in air quotes there. But relatively speaking, at least in relation to the size of that contract, that helps the Dodgers a lot. So Otani's going to receive $20 million over the next 10 years and then $680 million over those next (laughs) 10 years. It's the only contract of its kind. I don't think we'll ever see anything like this quite again. But there is no stipulation in the CBA That says that you cannot do this. And so there are people in baseball, uh, both in and out of baseball, that are outraged by it. And for good reason. But the Dodgers are doing nothing wrong whatsoever. Well, but they're not doing anything wrong when it comes to the rule. And I'll read it for you here. Article 16, there shall be no limitations on either the amount of deferred compensation or the percentage of total compensation attributable to deferred compensation for which a uniform player's contract may provide. I don't have any problem with that. But the idea that it does not count against the revenue sharing, that it does not count against all that kind of stuff, that is a a thorough violation of the spirit of the rule. It, It is a loophole, and it is one that they should close immediately because it gives the big market teams the exact overwhelming advantage that all of that work was done to take away 20 years ago. If you allow this, then we're going to go back to a world in which the Dodgers, the Yankees, and maybe two or three other teams wind up signing all of the players. There is no sport for which there is a greater disparity between the haves and the have-nots financially than in baseball, and this is, this is widening that gap by a long shot. But I'm not that worried, Greeny, that, look, I mean, during the next CBA, this will be remedied. I can almost assure it. But I'm not all that worried that this is going to set some kind of precedent that other teams uh, with a market size like this will take advantage of because I don't think there's another player that's going to be willing to defer all that money long term. The reason that Otani is the exception here is because he makes more money off the field than he does on it. So last year, Shohei Otani was, uh, by a long shot, the highest paid player in baseball, but he got more money off the field than on it. And if you look at the rest of the top 10 there, he got more than twice as much money off the field than the other nine combined. So we're talking about a player who, I mean, you know, doesn't quote unquote need that money right now because of who he is, because of his name, image, and likeness, because of the fact that he's a walking ATM. Like there's not another player in baseball that's going to be able to take advantage of this to this extent. No, not to that extent, but to any extent. No deferred uh, compensation should be excluded from all the rules about revenue sharing and look in the other sports. Look at the sports where they have salary caps. Mm -hmm. Imagine if if, if the, I'm just using this as an example because he's the best player. If the Kansas City Chiefs made a deal with Patrick Mahomes where he's going to get paid seven $700 million, but we're going to defer a half of it, a third of it, whatever it is that you want. And all of a sudden that doesn't count against your cap this year. So buying the hugely expensive quarterback doesn't impact your ability to put talent around him. That just changes the dynamics of everything. And that has to be uniform. But don't you think that if this were such a major issue, we would have seen it play a little bit before right this second? I don't know that anyone ever thought of it before. Like, I mean, I, I did. This would never I have mean, deferred money has been thought of before. I no, mean, I understand Bobby that Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla is still getting. <laughs> 
get paid. <laughs> right. I understand that, but not this much. What does he get paid? Like a million dollars a year? Yeah, not not two hundred and eighty. Same thing. Not six hundred and eighty. And did he he signed his initial contract would have come before there was revenue sharing anyway. What, what I'm saying is. I'm not worried about like the slippery slope pressing here the way that you are. Although I do agree 100%. It's ludicrous that this is allowed. It won't be allowed after the next CBA. But I do wonder if in the short term, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Mets, anybody else might be able to take advantage of it now that the dam has broken. But I'm not that worried about it. Do you know it. who doesn't like it? Who doesn't like it? Christopher Mad Dog Russo. That is completely bogus. That's, that's circumventing a salary cap. That is the luxury tax. The whole idea of the luxury tax is to prevent hoarding of major league players this is an absolute disgrace baseball can this is completely unfair to the ethics of the game baseball cannot allow this you got to look into this and change this this is i've gotten six text messages as it is chris you got to say something this is a joke baseball is going to allow this they're going to allow the Dodgers to, uh, to, to bring on Otani and allow them to defer all the money so they don't get sit there and they get murdered with a luxury tax to give them a chance to sign all these players? Why don't we just give the Dodgers every player? Give them Blake Snell. Give them the Yamamoto. Give them Otani. Give them everybody so they can win some championships. I haven't won in 100 years. Why don't we give them everybody? Is this what baseball wants? Boy, if you were an owner of the Pirates or the Diamondbacks or more preferably in your own division, the Dodgers, the Rockies, you'd be racing hell with the commissioner. You're going to allow this contract to go down where they don't have to pay a luxury tax? This is why baseball has got to have a salary cap. I mean, this is why the sport's a joke. You can't take this seriously. So that was Chris Russo yesterday. And I'm going to say this. Generally speaking, I think he's right. Now, for Chris... (laughs) I got six text messages. It's not Just that many. Made me laugh hysterically. Yeah. I've gotten six text messages since this segment started, uh, but but Chris is not very. Uh, you know, the Dodgers also won a World Series. Too. Yeah, I know in, a in lot the, of people don't count in the, it, in the COVID season, right. and he also win. mentioned the Dodgers as one of the teams that should be outraged <laughs> yes. by this. So I mean, it was just a classic Russo. All that that is what makes it great. But he's right. His his underlying point that this completely circumvents the spirit of the rule and if allowed unchecked will create major problems, he's a thousand percent right. Yeah, he's a, he's a thousand percent right. But given the fact that you can circumvent this right now, I can't blame the Dodgers. I can't blame Otani. One of the small market teams he mentioned as being one that should be upset by this is the Diamondbacks. Now, they beat the Dodgers in the playoffs last year, and the best team in the American League last year, a team that won 101 games, was the Baltimore Orioles with a $60 million payroll. So in baseball, there's not a direct correlation between spending and success. The Rangers won the World Series in part because they did, but for every Rangers, there's a Mets who, have to, who are still going to be paying Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander to pitch for other teams this year. So I understand what he's saying. I would like the playing field to be a little bit more even and more balanced, but I'm not sure having a dynastic team on the West Coast is going to be a net negative for the sport. Like Those things have driven baseball historically. I love the idea of the even playing field, and baseball does it as well as any league that there is, candidly. We've seen teams have a lot of success with tiny payrolls, with drafting, with playing player development with analytics and that's a great thing so i'm not exactly sure that this is something that i should be outraged by yes you should you're wrong about that you should be outraged by it it's your favorite sport because you shouldn't be able to buy a championship in professional sports it doesn't make any sense i have been saying this forever what back when bud selig was getting criticized bud selig who did more good things for baseball than he ever gets credit for by the way and revenue sharing was a thousand percent one of them back when bud selig was getting all this pushback on revenue sharing i was the one who was standing there saying you have to have this 
There is no earthly reason why my parents, they owned a tiny little bookstore, right? We owned a, a, an independent bookstore in New York City. It was sort of a New York institution. People loved it. It was a family-owned business, and it was great. And you know what happened? Barnes & Noble Superstores came in, and they were selling the same exact books for a third of the price. And do you know what happened to my parents' store? It went out of business. Why? Because we weren't meant to compete with Barnes & Noble. But the Pirates, the Diamondbacks, and the Rays are meant to compete with the Dodgers, the Cubs, and the Yankees. They are. If you're not going to have them competing, then they shouldn't all be in the same league. Bud Selig finally solved this problem to the point that we've had the parody that you're talking about now, and they're trying to find a loophole to flex their financial muscle because they can't beat them fair and square at their own game. They can only outspend them, and I can't believe that you don't see it that way. Those teams that you just mentioned often beat those big market teams. They often do, and it's not as if... Now they do. It's not as if the, the, you know, the Dodgers aren't paying any money here. They're paying 46 a year. You're telling me to be outraged over $24 million a year that they're not paying towards the competitive balance tax? I mean, to me, it feels like we're being outraged over something that's not all that outrageous. I mean, I, yes, it's a, it's, candidly, it's a bad look. I didn't even know that this was a stipulation in the CBA that you could circumvent because no one really has, at least not close to this extent. But it's not going to make a massive difference in baseball's competitive balance tax issue, nor is it going to set up a precedent because no other player is going to be willing to defer like 95% of his contract because they're not making $50 million a year off the field either. All right. We'll see when we get to the bottom of that. If there's one thing that I think we've established here, it's that I'm right. Are you still looking for amazing gifts at Total Wine and more? You will find gifts for everyone on your list with the lowest prices for over 30 years. You'll always find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine and more. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. In case you missed it. One more time. All right, so I haven't heard this yet. Again, uh, Hembo was going to sing Higher by Creed. Chris Canty this morning on Unsportsmanlike here on e- Why are you laughing? I just can't believe that that's going to happen. I thought you are going to sing the song. It's so hard. None of us can believe it. It's just a terrible... I'll tell you, do you want me to sidetrack myself or you want me to play the Chris Canty sound? I want you to sidetrack yourself. All right. Because, because right now I can't stop thinking about this and it's starting to stress me so out. So years ago, we go on this vacation every year at Christmas. We're going again a couple of weeks. Three families and we go away and we've been going, we have, we have, between us there are 14 people, eight kids. And we've been going to the same place with the same people for now since the kids were all like six and seven and eight years old and now they're all adults. So that's how long we've been going. One year, it happened to be the moms had a very big birthday year. I will not say what birthday it was, but it was a big birthday that all three of the moms on the trip were all celebrating right around the time of the trip. So the dads, we the dads, created a fun night. We, we had a dinner in which all of the kids would do a karaoke song to their moms. So each of the kids individually got to pick a song and do karaoke, and that was the theme of the night. And then we decided the dads should do that too. And so I said, I'm going to sing Don't Go Breaking My Heart by Elton John and Kiki D, because that is Stacey's and my favorite. We love that song. That comes on the radio, whatever it is. What I did not realize until it started playing on the karaoke is that while I'm thinking of Don't Go Breaking My Heart, Elton John is singing that like three (laughs) octaves up. You could have shot a hockey puck <laughs> into my nether regions, and I would have not gotten anywhere near the. I literally was going, don't go breaking my heart. It was. That's so high. Listen to how high he's singing. You don't realize it when it's happening. That's not a baritone. It's a great job by Cam having that at the ready. But my point is, as soon as I started singing, like, it's one thing to sing it yourself. 
Once you hear it in that microphone, you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is so bad. So I quickly did the smart thing, which is I just said, everybody, and everyone sang along, and everyone sounded equally bad, and it, it covered it. But my point is, however bad you think this is going to sound, right when you start, it's going to be way worse. It's going to be a hundred times worse than you're expecting. Because if and when I say everybody, nobody's coming to my rescue. Hell no. A, I don't know the words. B, I don't feel like bailing you out. No, uh, this is a cross I have to bear. Yeah, this was a, a, a huge mistake on your part. Okay, let me go back to this. We've been talking about the Bears and the first pick in the draft in Justin Fields. And Hembo and I have made a point on this show of saying, if you had the guts, the thing to do is pick up the fifth-year option on Fields, who is trending in the right direction, trending towards being a really good player, I think, in the right circumstances, trade that first pick in the draft, which is an iffy proposition no matter what, load up, get yourself two twos and two ones and three threes and whatever, just the ultimate king's ransom, and build a really good team. You have a chance with all these rookie contracts and at least for two years, still to have a quarterback on a reasonable contract. That's what we've been saying. I'm told that our buddy Chris Canty on Unsportsmanlike disagrees. Let's hear it. If he's a star, then why would you sign him to the Daniel Jones contract? If he's a star, you, you pay him you know, $50 million plus a year. That, that's what it is. Like If you have that kind of conviction, when you're willing to pass on the number one overall pick, Caleb Williams or Drake May, you're willing to pass on the promise of both of those dudes for what Justin Fields could grow into after what we've seen the last three years, to me, you go ahead and pay the guy a, a, a top-of-the-market deal. I mean, if you're hedging with the Daniel Jones contract, that means that deep down you don't believe that Justin Fields is going to be the guy. You think he might be the guy, but you don't have that overwhelming conviction that would justify the opportunity cost of passing on the 2024 crop of quarterbacks after you passed on the 2023 crop of quarterbacks with Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. I, I love Greeny. I, I, I love his takes. But this one, I can't get on board with. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Okay, no. He, he, so so I don't even understand what he's disagreeing with. Why would I pay Justin Fields top-of-the-line money if he can't command it? He, he's not in a position to go out there and get the contract that Chris is talking about from anyone. So that's the first part of it. The second part is from last year's, I would rather have Justin Fields than Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young. The only one in that class is CJ Stroud, which shows you again, it's a one in three chance. So this year, Caleb Williams, is he a lock? I don't know. I've heard a lot of people called locks. Maybe he'll be great, but maybe he won't. Drake May, uh, Jaden Daniels, uh, uh, JJ uh, McCarthy, whoever the other. Well, in, in the case of this one, it's the first pick. So we really would only be talking about Caleb Williams. Probably. And that would be the fear, right? That, I get it. it would, that's why I keep saying you have to be courageous. Because if Caleb Williams turns out to be the next Patrick Mahomes, then you will always be the guy who passed on him. What I'm saying is I don't think any of these – I don't think any player in the draft is ever a sure thing. And if I can get six or seven or eight chances to draft really good players – and I'm going to walk away with four or five of them rather than just one shot, I would do it. I, I, and it depends on how much, you know, what you think Justin Fields is capable of. I personally think he's capable of a lot. All right, we have more to do. And, and again, unfortunately, Hembo is going to sing. And it's going to be just awful.
And we hope you'll continue listening anyway to ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Greeny, the podcast. All right, this song is a cautionary tale. Uh, for one and all, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. If you're just joining us, I just told you the story of the time that I mistakenly tried to karaoke Don't Go Breaking My Heart and discovered the hard way that Elton John sings in a register I don't have. You never realize just how high he's singing until you're actually trying to sing along with him. That is what Hembo is about to find out in just a matter of moments. He will be singing Higher by Creed um, because somehow that's the song that has been selected for him as a result of his Eagles losing to the Dallas Cowboys. And in case you're wondering, wow, is Hembo a good singer? The answer is, (laughs) oh, no. Uh, Hembo's not even a good talker. He's very bad at almost everything. Uh, But I think we are going to determine that he is worst at this. If I had to make a prediction, I would guess that when this starts, as low as everyone's (laughs) expectations already are, we're all going to agree it was worse. Do you agree with that, Bubba? 100%. Mm -hmm. And Cam? No, I, I really think he's going to do better than you think. No, right. I think you're just saying that to be a good teammate. You're like the Patrick Mahomes teammate. You're going to blame it on the refs <laughs> yeah. instead of blaming it, on, blame it on the song. The problem, Greeny, is that like Cam crushed it yesterday. Yes. Like, he did a, job. A, like a, an objectively good job yeah. in singing his Ouija song. He's a good singer. But his song was way easier That's than my song. That's what I keep saying is, yeah. over and over. There is a very famous song. I believe it was Willie Nelson, but it might have been Waylon Jennings. I'm not sure. But one way or another, it's called Mamas, Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. And it is a song that can be sung even if you don't sing well. This is it. Yep. Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson together. Cowboys. Uh, Is that Waylon Jennings or Willie Nelson? It's them together. Oh, they do it together. Okay, even better. So the point is, you could have sung that. 
And it would have sounded okay. That's like kind of in my range, actually. That, it's in everybody's range. Anyone can sing that song. You're singing a song that requires operatic range. <laughs> you're, you're singing a song that, like, Placido Domingo would be like, oh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> like, that's a pretty, that kid from Creed has got some pipes. But for the purposes of, of your entertainment and our entertainment, it might be better that I'm worse. No. See, here's another lesson that you're going to learn right now. And I learned this over the many years. Those of you who have been with us for a long time know that Mike and I would do this every single year and all that. It is always best mm-hmm. when you actually try. If you try to do this funny, it doesn't play funny. Got it. I sang a Justin Bieber song on the air. I danced with a Dancing with the Stars person. Mike got his leg shaved. I don't think that, or wax. I don't think that's something you can actually try mm. one way or the other. But. If you try and be funny with this, you can't do it. What's funny is if you actually try as hard as you can mm-hmm. and then just let the chips fall where they may. Okay. The problem is you've chosen something impossible to do. I'm going to do the very best that I can. Oh, I understand that. To be the lead singer of Creed for That's 30 seconds. That's what's so sad about all of this. All right. So um, you want to do this now? Oh, and so we'll God. have a couple of extra minutes yeah. here to, to, yeah, let's, let's to react it. on the back end. Okay. Sure. People, are, people are lined up outside the control room to listen. So. Against everyone's better judgment. Uh, this is Hembo singing Higher by Creed. Take it away. Let's go there. Let's make our escape. Let's go there. Let's ask, can we stay? Can you take me higher? To a place where blind men see. Can you take me higher to a place with golden streets? Oh my God! That was awesome. All right, wow. uh, what what is it? What is the general consensus? We got people in the room here. We got we got applause for Hembo. Jack liked it. Brandon seemed to like it. Rob seems to have liked it. Bubba, what was your what was your critique? I thought it was I thought it was very very good, very strong, very strong performance. Way better than I expected. Here's what I'll say: He sold it. Yeah, right. He sold it. I mean, he I mean, went for it. It Cam, wasn't it wasn't like a good performance like Cam, but he definitely sold it. He sold and it. He, a for effort. A, See, a performance. You did what I told you to do, which is you tried as hard as you could. So I watched the halftime show in advance, and that's why I did some of the same gyrations and movements <laughs> because I wanted to mirror Scott Sapp. Uh, show himself. I couldn't look. I didn't see your gyrations oh, or yeah. movements. I mean, I could have done without the gyrations. Any situation but... where Hembo is gyrating is not a good situation. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, we, I we've all made a that. huge mistake. The singing was fine, but the this gyrations a, were. Chris problem. Russo thinks this is a disgrace to baseball. Okay, so yeah, he gy- got six gyrations aside, I, I would need you to evaluate my vocal performance relative to expectations. Here's what I will say: It was better than I expected. Like it was bad, definitely, but it wasn't. That bad. Like, it's a, it's a hard song to sing, and it, it didn't sound nearly as totally off okay. as I was expecting it to. I practiced several times in the car. Yeah, I don't know how much that helped. But I think, I think generally speaking, it was... Cam, you sang a much easier song. Yes. You are a much better singer, and, and thus <laughs> yours was way better. But considering Hembo sang a hard song and can't sing at all... <laughs> I think it actually came out fairly well. And I say that as one who is fully willing to acknowledge I can't sing. 
When I sang Justin Bieber, I sang One Less Lonely Girl. It was one of the five worst moments in the history of ESPN. <laughs> I mean, it, was, it, was, it was so incredibly bad. Well, we just have a new number one with all those hembo gyrations. So. Oh. Yeah. I, I, did, I couldn't look, so I didn't see you. I felt if I had turned to look at you, it could have thrown you off. Yeah, I, I appreciate you doing that. I did. I gave you... I gave you I did as much as I could to give you space. You gave him the stage. I, I gave him the stage. I gave him the stage and he took it. Now, I will say that was pretty good. I appreciate it. Uh, I, considering I, what we all expected, that was pretty good. I mean, I know that I'm not a good singer, but in, in, for the purposes of the wager payoff, I wanted to ensure that I just owned those 30 seconds. Yeah. Right? So that's why I, I learned the words. I listened to the song several times. I even watched the halftime show so that I could do the gyrations, so I could do the hand movements and such. So... It, look, I was very, very nervous. It went better than I expected, but uh, not quite as good as I would have liked. How, how, well, uh, I would say you could do it again, but there's no way we're allowing that. Um, how do you think your wife is going to react to this? I assume Lizzie is watching right now. I'm sure she's horrified because uh, uh, yeah. she's never seen me do some of those movements ever. I, I mean, she knows I have a bad voice, but I don't think she knew my, my body does any of those things. That's my. I think that's, that will be her biggest take. I don't want to dive into that. No, no, me neither. I think that's you've just taken this to an area. No, you asked an honest question. No, I'm, I'm asking you an honest. You answer. just took isn't, it higher. Isn't take me higher? Isn't that about like going to heaven? Isn't that what the song is? Actually it is. It's a, about? it's a Christian rock band. So my. Can inclina- you take me higher? Oh God. Yeah, that's how it sounded without the music. Yeah, so the music uh, obscured what I thought. It was much worse. Yeah. Than I thought. Here's what I'll say. We had three people have to sing songs to pay off a show bet. All three of us, I think, did pretty good. Bubba nailed Fly Eagles Fly, and I think Hembo and I put up respectable Let's performances. Let's rank our three performances then. Yours is third. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His is the hardest song by far. Yeah, but you Bubba the, was basically yeah. chanting. True. You, you didn't have a chance because, A, you had the hardest song, and, B, you have the least talent. Right. So if you graded me on a curve. You, you think Bubba is a better singer than Hemo? I do. I do oh, not. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think Bubba's got sort of like a, a, a stubby K kind of Nathan Detroit-esque quality about him. I could see him singing, you know, Luck Be a Lady Tonight, that Sky, of course, who sings that. and got, But I could see him doing like a, a lounge yeah. kind of singing oh, no thing. Hembo, I, I could only see him singing like the numbers songs from Sesame Street. You know, he likes numbers, so he could sing you a song about numbers and somehow tie it together with a player's war. I have no music capability. Like, my favorite composer is John Philip Sousa. Right. Like, that's my era. He's not even making that up. It is, <laughs> and it isn't even an era. <laughs> like, John Philip Sousa is not an era. He's a genre. That's, he's a genre. He's not an era. He's a marching band. Well, he's my favorite artist. Right, exactly. That should tell you everything you need to know. Anyway, uh, we paid off the wager, and I think if there's one thing that we can conclude... It is that we will not be making that bet again. I I don't know what bet we will make next time should these teams meet, but it will definitely not be that. Thank you for bearing with us. We'll see you tomorrow, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.